Amigos, your relationship needs support. When I think back to my marriage and the period of it when my husband and I were struggling the most, we both realized that in order for us to overcome the number one issue in our relationship, we needed to do something radically different than what we were already doing, even different from what the generations before us did. We realized we needed support. And that support came in the form of marriage therapy. That's why I'm so grateful for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. You see, marriage therapy was the game changer for my relationship. It allowed my partner and I to finally take a step back and have somebody else walk us through what was actually going on. Eventually, we both realized that most of the issues that we had with each other had actually nothing to do with the other person, but more so to do with our own unhealed trauma and our own things that we hadn't taken the time to process, but somehow was still showing up in our relationship. And that's why I love BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or even video call. You can even message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can totally switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked just for you. More scheduling flexibility and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash one day at a time. That's BetterHelp.com slash one day at a time. The link to this coupon will be right here in my podcast notes. And listen, amigos, at this point, you've tried it all when it comes to your relationship and nothing is working. You don't have anything to lose by asking for the support that you know that you need in the form of therapy. And what a better way to do that than with better help. Coming up on the One Day at a Time podcast. I know that when I'm having difficult conversations with people in which our values may not be aligned, I have to go in with the intention of letting the record show. However, when I believe that there is room for grace, when there's room for us to find common ground because our values may align, I will share it from a place of let's find common ground, right? Without being attached to their need of validation. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Karina F. Daves, life coach and speaker. I went from lacking authenticity in my relationships, having really shaky boundaries with loved ones, and getting caught up in the cycle of toxic relationships, to finally standing firm on my values, knowing the difference between privacy and boundaries, and getting comfortable with the identity of putting myself first without feeling the guilt. Each week on this show, I will be sharing relationship advice, real-life testimonies, and my proven strategies on how to finally resolve the issues in your relationship. As a life coach, I help women overcome the number one issue that exists in their relationship so that they can show up as themselves. Whether the issue is communication, a loss of your self-identity, or even your struggles with setting boundaries, I will help you create results in your relationship that actually stick and feel genuine to who you know you are and who you know God is calling you to be. 
working together will help you finally achieve the freedom from the stress this relationship is giving you. I will help you figure out the exact steps you need to take to have difficult conversations in your relationships, to set the boundaries that were needed years ago, and to finally have peace in your relationship so that you can show up as the partner you desire to be. You know this is not you. This isn't the real you. So let's work together to bring the real you to the forefront. Let's make it loud and clear what it is that you want. I want to help you do that. Go to the link in the podcast notes to book a sales call with me where we'll talk more about what's going on in your life and figure out how to get your life back. I cannot wait to meet you. If you're loving this podcast and enjoying the juicy relationship gems, then head over to follow me on my socials at Karina F. Daves on Instagram and TikTok. Or head over to my website, KarinaFDaves.com, and subscribe to my newsletter, Release Your Relationship, where I share weekly relationship advice on how to overcome the number one issue in your relationship. Now, if you're really loving this podcast, don't forget to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and share it with all of your amigos. Reviews are such a personal way to hear your voice and have the ability to interact with our community. Thanks so much for listening to the show. And now, the One Day at a Time podcast. Amigos, como están? Welcome back to One Day at a Time with your host, me, Karina F. Daves. I'm a relationship coach, speaker, and podcaster of this dope podcast, One Day at a Time. And today we're going to talk about how to have a difficult conversation. So I recently was the host of the We All Grow Amiga Hood for the month of May, and I put on this dope workshop literally titled How to Have a Difficult Conversation because I realized in working with many of my clients that one of the biggest things that we have trouble with is not necessarily unpacking the conflict or, or, you know, seeing the conflict, but we have issues talking about the conflict in our relationships, whether that be your romantic relationship, your friendships, or with your family members. We all have difficult conversations and they're not pretty and we don't necessarily know how to have them. So tonight, I'm going to teach you how to have difficult conversations. Are you ready? Okay. Listen, it's going to be quick. I always promise under 30 minutes and it's definitely going to be under that because it's really hot in my office and I can't turn the fan on because we're recording live and it'll just mess up the sound feed, all right? Buenas noches, everybody, as we record live podcast tonight, episode 63, how to have a difficult conversation. Listen, wherever you are, take some notes. This is totally going to be workshop style, okay? All right, how to have a difficult conversation. I want you to remember the first thing is that there are ABCs to having a difficult conversation, okay? The A is that I want you to acknowledge your feelings, and I know what you're thinking. It's all about our feelings. Yes, you need to acknowledge your feelings, and I'm going to tell you why in a second. B, I need you to bargain with your intentions, like why... Do you want to have this conversation with this person? And then C, I want you to commit to delivering your points in this conversation as yourself, okay? So the ABCs of having a difficult conversation. Numero uno, acknowledge your feelings. Numero dos, bargain with your intentions on why you want to have this conversation. And numero tres, commit to delivering what you have to say 
as yourself, okay? So let's start with the first one, which is that acknowledging your feelings is literally like seeing a guest coming to your house and your house is your body and saying, hey, (laughs) I see you. Would you like a drink? (laughs) That's all your feelings are. Your feelings are just guests that come into your home, but they come into your body, okay? So it's important that you look at these guests, these feelings, and you ask them questions like, I see you and I hear you, but why did you come over? Why are you here? Why are you rearing your head in this moment? Why am I being triggered, right? I want you to ask your guests questions because what it's going to do is create a preliminary roadmap for your conversation. If you don't acknowledge your feelings before you have a difficult conversation, you are going to sound confusing. You are going to get angry fast. You are going to get disappointed fast. And you're going to lose your train of thought because you're going to confuse yourself because you don't even know why you want to have this conversation. So the first ABCs of having a difficult conversation is I want you to acknowledge your feelings as if they were guests that come into your home and you're stopping to ask them, hey, why'd you come over? What are you doing here? What would you like to talk about, right? Tell me why you're here, right? And what that's going to do is give you a roadmap to have this conversation. Numero dos, I want you to bargain with your intentions. I want you to ask yourself right now, what is your intention to have this conversation? What do you want to get out of talking to your partner, to your mom, to your boss, to your friend, whatever the case is, why do you want to have this conversation? And I want you to bargain with your intentions. And when I say bargain, I literally just mean you're going to have a lot of whys, right? My headphones are falling off. (laughs) You're going to have a lot of whys of why you want to have this conversation. All I want you to do is bargain with all of the whys and choose the one that you feel like is strongest to who you are trying to be and who you are and the one that you feel will get you the biggest result that you desire, okay? For example, when you bargain with your intentions, I want you to narrow it down to two intentions and this is what I teach my clients. Either your intention is to let the record show. Now, this is the type of intention where you are not looking to change the other person's mind. You are not looking to have them agree with you. You are not looking for them to even understand. You are just going into the conversation with the intention of letting the record show. That's it. You're going into the conversation with just a need to release what you have to say in order to give you the peace of letting go of what was inside of you. And it's not that you don't care about the other person, but you aren't attached to their need of validation. You aren't attached to them giving you any type of validation about how you feel and what you think. That's one type of intention that you can bargain with. Does that make sense? Okay. The second intention and most common intention besides let the record show is You're trying to find a common ground, 
right? And this is where a lot of us, like this is the most difficult type of conversation to have to find common ground because as you're trying to find common ground, you're also trying to stay true to yourself. You're also having to surrender and not wanting to change the other person's mind. You can't force them to change their mind. You can't force them to see your perspective. You just can't. But if you go in with the intention of finding a common ground, all that is, is you releasing, them releasing, you feeling like you got a little bit of an opportunity to be in their shoes and your hope was that they had a little opportunity to be in your shoes. Now you can't force them to fully understand or fully agree, but you know that your intention was to find common ground. Okay. So numero uno, is what? <laughs> you acknowledge your feelings and the guests that come into your body, the guests that come into your house. You ask them why they're there. Numero dos, you bargain with your intentions. Are you there to let the record show as just a form of release, being completely disconnected from the need of their validation? Or you're trying to find common ground and wanting to release your perspective and wanting to listen to their perspective and for a moment be in each other's shoes without having to change the other person. What I also want you to understand about this intention of finding common ground is that it requires a lot more listening than talking. Let me repeat that. It requires a lot more listening than talking. So if you're going into a conversation trying to find common ground with that intention after you acknowledge your feelings, I want you to practice listening more than talking. The other thing I want you to do is have more empathy. And you may ask, well, how can I have more empathy if they did me wrong, they did me dirty, they don't even realize how much they hurt me? Okay, I super valid. I want you to practice having empathy by using your imagination. It's that simple. I want you to go back to your five to 10 year old brain and just use your imagination. So if somebody talked about you behind your back and you're having a conversation about how they talked about you without you being there and you really didn't like it and they're saying to you, well, I thought that it was appropriate for me to do so because of X, Y, C reasons. I, do, I, I, I don't want you to become immediately offended. That's what the enemy wants you to become. I want you to literally just use your imagination and have empathy in that moment and think to yourself, okay, this person decided to talk about me while I wasn't there and they thought that it was right to do. And in their mind, they figured that it was appropriate. They weren't thinking about me in that moment. They were thinking about sharing something. And now they're realizing that what they shared was wrong. And now they're in this conversation with me, open enough to talk about it. And I don't have to agree with their reasoning. I don't have to agree with what happened, but at least they're sharing it with me. Do you see how like having that empathy and using my imagination just eased me, eased my nervous system, calmed me down? I didn't jump in their pool I didn't jump into the pool of offense. I just listened and used my imagination. And then I heard them deliver their point of view. And in that moment, and I'm guiding you through this conversation, right? In that moment, what I want you to do is once they share, I want you to then repeat back to them what they shared 
without the tone of judgment. So let's just call her Sally. Sally sharing with me that she decided to talk to me behind my back and why she's doing it, right? I'm quiet because I'm listening more than I am talking. I'm having empathy for Sally and I'm using my imagination. So now as Sally's sharing, I'm saying, so Sally, are you saying that when you were at Paul's house and they started talking about me and my marriage, you decided to share like really private information that you and I had discussed because you just felt like it was not that big of a deal. And since they were, since we were all friends, like you just felt like it was okay to share that. Did I miss anything? I'm doing two things in that moment. I am first spitting back to Sally what she told me. And then I'm following up by asking her, did I miss anything? I'm not judgmental. I'm not offended. I'm literally just digesting the information that she's telling me. This is a difficult conversation to have. Sally spoke about me behind my back and Sally also shared private information about my relationship that I thought it was going to stay between us because I trusted her. But now that we're having this difficult conversation, I'm using my imagination, I'm having empathy for her, and right now we're having a conversation where we're looking to find common ground. Does that make sense? Give me an amen if you're following and this makes sense in the chat, okay? So now that I asked Sally, did I miss anything? Now it's my turn, right, to share with Sally how I feel and what my point of view is. Now, when I share my point of view, when you're getting ready to share your point of view with Sally, you need to remember that you're sharing it as a form of, with a spirit of, excuse me, of surrender. You're sharing it to share. You're sharing it to release. You are not going to idolize their reaction because if you do, it is going to decrease your own self-trust. When we are getting ready to share something intimate with somebody that hurt us and we idolize their reaction, it decreases our own self-trust and confidence in ourselves. You understand? So after Sally shared with me that she decided to talk about my private information in a group of friends that were mutual friends, I now say to Sally, repeat back to her what she said. And then I say, did I miss anything? Sally says, no, you heard me. I then say to Sally, okay, what I am hearing is that this instance happened and it was innocent in your mind. For me, I heard from the people that you shared it with, which was Paul and their friends, which are our friends, that you shared something that was very private. And hearing it from them, knowing that I had just shared it with you, really did hurt me because I trusted you to keep it between us. And we're friends and I trust you and I see where you're coming from. But for me, when I share such private, intimate moments of my marriage with people that I trust like you, my friend, I really do expect it to stay between us. Um, and for me, like if we're going to continue having a friendship based on trust, I have to feel like I can trust you with the privacy of my information. And this instance really didn't feel good for me. 
um, because we have a really strong friendship and it was honestly really hurtful to hear that you decided to do that. And then Sally is then going to hear me out and she's going to have her own reaction, whatever the case is. Now, Sally could either choose to apologize. Sally could just choose to say, I hear you. She doesn't even have to apologize. She doesn't owe me an apology, okay? We'll make another podcast about that. She's going to do whatever she wants to do. I am going to choose to not be attached to Sally's response because the moment that I am attached to her response, I will idolize her reaction and it will decrease my own self-confidence. Does that make sense? Sally's not my form of validation. God is, okay? The second thing I want you to understand or the second type of conversation is not from a place of finding common ground, but more so from letting the record show, right? And what that looks like is me showing up to Sally and saying, Sally, I heard that you spoke about me and the details of my marriage behind my back. I really didn't appreciate it. And it's just not cool for us to have a relationship like that. Now, Sally can literally just, she can talk if she wants, but I'm not looking to understand her point of view. I'm not looking for any of that. I'm not looking for any common ground. I'm literally looking to let the record show of how I feel. And most of the time, you have to choose which one you feel benefits you the most. I know that when I'm having difficult conversations with people in which our values may not be aligned, I have to go in with the intention of letting the record show. However, when I believe that there is room for grace, when there's room for us to find common ground because our values may align, I will share it from a place of let's find common ground, right? Without being attached to their need of validation, okay? Now, the last C, right, because it's ABCs of having difficult conversations, numero uno, you're going to acknowledge your feelings, right? Your feelings are like guests that come into your home and your home is your body and you're going to ask them, what are they doing there? Why did they show up? What do they want to know? Why are they triggered, right? The B is you're going to bargain with your intentions. You're either going to let the record show or you're going to try to find common ground. I've walked you through how to do both. And then the C is, is that you're going to commit to delivering whatever thing that you want to deliver and release from your heart from a place of you, fully you. I don't want you to stand down and not be confident. I want it to be fully you when you have this difficult conversation. When you have a conversation from a space of letting the record show, you release the information which gives you peace and that peace gives you confidence, okay? When you have a conversation from trying to find common ground, it takes a lot of listening, which then requires you to have empathy and imagination. And then you need to deliver it with the spirit of authenticity and the fact that it's you. Does that make sense? Okay, listen, it's super hot in here and I hope that that helped you. This was such a good workshop to do on the Amigo Hood last month on how to have a difficult conversation. And it was so beautiful because I was able to actually live coach a lot of people through conversations that they were getting ready to have. So if that's you, please send me a DM about a difficult conversation. Feel free to send me a voice memo about what's going on. And I'm happy to walk you through that. Okay. Because 
having a difficult conversation is not attractive. It's just like not sexy. (laughs) But I want you to know that your spirit of fear can be overwhelmed by your spirit of confidence knowing that you now have the tools to walk into those difficult conversations, okay? Most of us just need the push and confidence to know that a lot of these conversations can be had from letting the record show. You just got to let the record show. If you know your values don't align with this person, you know your identities don't align, it's just you know where it's going to go. Y'all know the people that you're closest to, right? Amen. If you know the direction this conversation is going to take and it's really not going to prosper you in any type of way, then you know you have to have the conversation from a stance of letting the record show. That's going to fulfill you. That's going to give you the peace. That's going to give you the confidence. I no longer want you to be attached to needing anybody's validation when you're getting ready to have a difficult conversation. The more that you place them as the source of needing validation for whatever it is that you need to talk about, the more your self-confidence is going to decrease. And I don't want that for you. You don't deserve that. You understand? Okay. Can I pray for you? All right, here we go. Father God, thank you so much for this day. I thank you so much that we're entering summer, God. Uh, You know, summer is many of our favorite um, season. And I think a lot of that is because we get to be outside in nature and we get to enjoy so many activities. And Lord, I can feel you working even in this very moment. I know it's not the heat. I know it's the Holy Spirit. And I thank you, God, for allowing people to listen tonight And would you just provide them the clarity and discernment that they need for their relationships and for the decisions that they're making? I can feel such a sense of um, urgency when it comes to even money, Lord, as many of us are preparing to have summer vacations, have um, put our kids in camps and be home with even our kids. And so, Father God, would you put put your hand over us and bless us in the ways that we need to be blessed and allow us to prune from the things and habits and people and places that we don't need to be in. Father God, sometimes that's the very thing that you ask for us to have is to be fully removed from those areas in our lives. Would you prune the areas in our lives that are just not meant for us, that are not going to serve us, that are not going to uplift us, that are not going to help us, Father God? Would you help us remove that no matter how much it hurts, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a place or whether it's even a habit that we are doing in our daily lives? Would you remove it, Father God? Remove it and rebuke it. I ask that you continue covering our children, continue covering our circumstances and our hearts, Father God, so that we may have the discernment and clarity to make the choices that are aligned with the purpose that you are calling us to have while we're here on earth. I love you so much, God. And I thank you for loving all the parts of us and loving all the parts of me, even the ratchet parts of me. I don't even know how you can stay so committed to us and so committed to me as we are all sinners. We're not perfect. And It's literally because we're not perfect that you love us. We love you so much, God. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay. So listen, if you're at a point in your life where you just feel stuck, you feel stuck in your relationship, you feel stuck in your responsibilities, you feel stuck in your life, and you want help on overcoming the number one conflict in your relationship, even in your relationship with yourself, I want to help you through that. Okay. I want to coach you through this season of your life. Go to the link in my bio and book a sales call so we can figure out how to work together to get your identity back, to 
fill up your values, to figure out who you are and what your purpose is, what your standards for your values are. Let's figure those things out so you can become aligned again with the purpose that God is calling you to have. Okay. I love you so much. All right. Listen, you can go to my website, KarinaFStays.com. You can book a call there. Um, you can download this podcast, subscribe to it one day at a time on Apple iTunes, Spotify, leave me a review, share it with all of your amigos. I really, really enjoy recording this podcast. It honestly, um, it honestly fills my cup up to serve you. And I want you to understand that whenever you see lags or breaks in between the episodes, it's usually because I'm making the conscious decision to not pour into you from an empty place. I will never do that. You see, because let me just, can, can I preach for a second? Let me just say something. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I feel like God wants me to deliver this message to somebody who needs it. Actually, let me just take a sip of water real quick, if you don't mind. Excuse me. I want you to understand that you are programmed. You are programmed to pour from an empty cup. Many of us are programmed to pour from an empty cup, to hustle, 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 make that money, work late hours, do everything we need to do for our family. But nobody reminded you that the one thing your family needs is for you to be safe, for you to be healthy, for you to be whole, and for you to be yourself. You see, the more that I hustle, 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 the less of a present parent I am, the less energy I have to be intimate with my husband, the less energy I have to be committed to serve my clients. And so I want you to understand how dangerous it is for you to continue hustling through life. It is something that God wants you to deprogram from. You don't need to work every single day. And I know what you're saying. You need money. I get it. But God created you to be one of the most creative individuals that he planted on this earth. And I'm telling you, he did not create you to be stuck. This is for somebody tonight. He did not create you to be stuck at the same job for over 10 plus years doing the same thing over and over, chasing a $10 hour increase promotion, a $1,000 increase promotion. He did not create you to chase that. He created you to chase your creativity. He created you to chase your dreams. He created you to chase breaking generational patterns. He created you to chase him. He did not create you to idolize your job. He did not create create you to idolize corporate America. He did not create you to idolize money. He did not create you to idolize your mortgage. He did not create you to idolize fancy cars. He did not create you to idolize a wedding. He created you to idolize him and nobody else. And the moment that you find yourself hustling and bustling and putting everything before God is the exact moment that that is, that is what needs to be rebuked out of your life. Do you understand me? The moment that you feel yourself idolizing anything but God, Yahweh, Jehovah Jireh, 
Any single time that you feel like you are idolizing anything but him, that there is something on your mind that over consumes you more than God, you are in the wrong place. You need to yell out, Jesus, take the wheel. You need to say, God, te suplico, ayúdame. Porque apparently I've arrived to a destination that doesn't align with what you want to me. Obviously, I've subscribed to the hustle culture rather than the saves culture. Obviously, I've I've subscribed to the culture where I don't see my family, to the culture where I don't sleep, to the culture where I don't eat, to the culture where I don't take care of myself, even to the culture where I work hard, take a vacation because I'm burnt out and then I go back to work again. How many of us go to work, get burnt out, go to a vacation, and then go back to being burnt out? Let me tell you something. You're in a toxic cycle that is very far away from being aligned with God. That is not living. That you're already dead. You may still be walking on earth, but spiritually you are dead. Emotionally, you're done. God doesn't want that for you. Do you understand me? God wants so much more for you you. You are dripping in the blood of Jesus. Do you understand that you are highly favored? You are highly favored, highly anointed, highly created creatively. You are highly created. Do you think that God really created you for a job? Do you think he really created you just to make some money. He didn't. He created you for so much more. And I came tonight to share that with you. And I hope that you believe me. That God has a bigger purpose for you. More than the job that you're waking up to go to tomorrow. More than just having your kids more than just getting married, more than just having a mortgage. He's the God of miracles. And your miracles aren't over. Your miracles are more to come. But you have to spiritually be mature enough to receive those miracles. Sometimes the floodgates that are holding our miracles aren't ready to be released because we're not spiritually mature enough to receive them. I've been there myself. Just because you pay some bills and you had some kids don't mean you're mature in God's eyes. You're only mature in the world's eyes. And we're not of this world. We're not of flesh. We're not. Okay? All right, I gotta go. (laughs) I gotta go. I love you so much. And that was literally a message from the Holy Spirit. Okay? I love you. My name is Karina F. Days. I'm a relationship coach, and I love helping women overcome the number one conflict in their relationship so that they could show up as themselves because a better relationship will always require a better you, okay? Go to link my bio and book a sales call because it's time for us to work together, all right? I love you so much. Send me a DM 
if this episode resonated with you. If this hits you, all you got to say, go to my DMs right now and just hit amen, okay? I'll know that this is working for his good. I love you so, so, so much, all right? Ciao. If you're loving this podcast and enjoying the juicy relationship gems, then head over to follow me on my socials at Karina F. Daves on Instagram and TikTok. Or head over to my website, KarinaFDaves.com, and subscribe to my newsletter, Release Your Relationship, where I share weekly relationship advice on how to overcome the number one issue in your relationship. Now, if you're really loving this podcast, don't forget to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and share it with all of your amigos. Reviews are such a personal way to hear your voice and have the ability to interact with our community. Thanks so much for listening to the show and feel free to always hit me up on Instagram via DMs or anywhere on my socials. Te adoro mucho.